Hi, welcome to the What Do I Do With My Life podcast. We're so excited you've joined us today. You can find out more about us at whatdoidowithmylifepodcast.com and you can contact us at whatdoidowithmylifepodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Hi there. Welcome to the next edition or episode of What Do I Do With My Life and we're glad you're here. Yes. Hi. How are you guys? Um, We came... We're coming from, obviously, quarantine still, like everyone else. Uh, I think I'm on day 21, 22. Today's day 23 for me of actual, like, other than grocery store kinds of trips, like, day 23 for me. I think if I keep track of the days, it'll just make me more... (laughs) uh, Overwhelmed? (laughs) Yeah. It, it It is a little overwhelming to kind of, like that it keeps dragging on and it, there's really no end in sight right now. Yeah, I'm not keeping track of the days. Just I'm taking one day at a time and I think that's what I'm telling people. Just take it one day at a time. We'll get through it, get through this day, get through tomorrow and soon it'll be over. It will be over one day. One yes. day. Though, do you think that life will ever go back to the way it was? Like truly? I really think things will change somehow, some way. I really do. I really think. I mean, I don't see how we could do something this massive, this huge in our culture and it not affect our culture going forward. I think it's be super awkward like when they do like open churches again and sitting next to somebody so close, you know, holding, not holding hands, but um, shaking hands with somebody that you meet, a stranger or just, isn't that going to be weird? It's going to be super weird. And I honestly, I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm a little like, slightly claustrophobic in large crowds and I like I really have never liked crowds anyway and then you kind of add you know I kind of like my personal space as well I'm just one of those people and so the social distancing thing is kind of like "Mm, I'd like to keep this part because I I would like to like have people step away and and you know give me a little distance but but yeah I don't think like can you imagine like just going up and giving somebody a hug I know you know I you might have you know three weeks ago Four weeks ago. I think it's going to really change how we see, you know, each each person individually as we approach them, as we think about getting close to them, sharing the same air with them. Yeah. And all these different contexts. It's going to be super, super different. Yeah. And, you know, as a teacher, there's a lot of physical contact with kids, especially yeah, elementary true. school, probably not so much with high school. But with the elementary school kids, there's a lot of physical contact. And like I was always, you know, kind of concerned about germs during the winter and anything and, you know, encourage hand washing and, you know, just to try to keep people safe in general but but now well we're not even going to come back now but like I can't imagine what it'll be at the start of next year and what that will that will look like I think on a positive thing hopefully we will be a cleaner society <laughs> like we'll Would be keep nice. things cleaner and uh, even the kids because kids you know they oh, they're, they're just great for carrying stuff and passing it to everybody it's but true. um they're you know I, I think I hope I hope we'll be a cleaner society yeah. And but, not just all of us walking around with gloves and masks. But do you think like places like Disney World, like, okay, so we were supposed to go to Disney World three weeks ago, like yeah. when this whole thing happened, it like everything shut down the same week that we were supposed to go to Disney World. And so we ended up not going um, because Disney World was closing. And so they're still closed. They're obviously not open right now. And I don't think that they even have a date right this second. But, no. but like when they do, like, do you... I, I've heard people say that they think that this whole thing will re re happen again because everybody's going to rush out and be in these big crowds and then it's going to cause everything to spike again. And I, I don't and know. And see, I, do you think? 
I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. don't. I, I think not. it could happen. I think, I think it, it could, could definitely happen. But I just, I feel like we're going to be much more cautious as a society. And Disney World is a good example. I think, I think if you, I think one of the things that I, I believe is going to happen is if there is somebody that you know that is sick, mm-hmm. in like say, say in line somewhere, or I think we're going to be, they're going to be like a leper. They're going to become lepers. So I think, but I think hopefully people that are sick will stay home. Mm. You can hope. Yeah. But yeah, it is kind of weird to kind of be in this space and not really know what's going to happen. And I think that that's kind of what we wanted to talk about today. And this all leads in, I swear. Um, But uh, is that uncertainty? And I think the biggest thing we want to help you uh, with today and encourage you with today is that it is okay to not have everything figured out. I'm going to say that again because I think some of you really, really need to hear that. It is okay to not have everything figured out because you're not going to. Nobody ever has it all figured out. That is just a blanket truth. You know, we might know some things, we might not, we might see some things, but we really, we really don't know what tomorrow holds for any of us. And that is the, the, beauty of this life, but it's also the uncertainty of this life. Um, and I think it's, it's scary when it's uncertain. It really can be, especially for people who love to plan and love to look ahead and love to have their two year and their five year and their 10 year plan. That uncertainty can be very disconcerting, but that is the wonder of Jesus. And that is, he is the one that's certain in the midst of it, in the midst of all the uncertainty. Right. And I believe also it's just when we look at uncertainty is we have to look around and we have to adjust to what is certain. Certainly the people around us, we can rely on them, our families, our friends, um, people that we do are close with, um, whether it's virtually or just in the, in the same household. But I believe just it's, it's about adjusting to that uncertainty and how we do that in a healthy way through Christ, through our spiritual life together, but also through just adjusting to the different aspects that we have to adjust to. I mean, it's different for everybody. Everybody's kind of different. different. And so you have to look at your world. You have to look at your, your complex makeup and see what can I be certain of in this uncertain time. Yeah. And so we, one of the things that we've been doing uh, together as a family is we took out a puzzle, you know, one of those, you know, a thousand, I don't know. I think 750 pieces. 750 pieces. So it's all cats. And so it's kind of funny. They're all wearing sunglasses and it's kind of this fun little cat puzzle, but we've had it out for a few days and, and we rely a lot on the picture on the box to help us figure out like where certain colors are going to end up or where certain cats are going to end up and things like that. But I was looking at that puzzle thinking, well, what if we didn't have this picture on the box to tell us what what we're trying to put together? And I think that that is what I think a lot of people feel like in life is that they've got all these puzzle pieces and they see some things. They, they might see certain colors. They might see certain ideas, certain things, but they actually don't know what the big picture looks like. And that is very, very true for us as, as spiritual beings. You know, we... As spiritual beings, we believe that God does have a purpose and a plan for us. He has something for each of us to accomplish in this earth, but we, he's, he doesn't 
show us the picture all the time. We might have some idea. We might have some vague ideas, vague notions. Some people don't have any idea, right? And that's part of why we started this podcast is because what do I do with my life, especially when you really don't know. But if you don't have that picture, then some of those puzzle pieces can be really confusing to look at. Like, yeah, because yeah, you won't know how, to, how they all go together. And do you think we really need that big picture to tell us where things are? Well, the Bible does say without a vision, the people perish, right? So we do need a vision. And so I think it is important to at least have a vague, a vague picture of, of what that is. And I was thinking too about like, okay, what is that vague picture? And I think that mm-hmm. part of that is, is what's, what's the dream? You know, what's, what's inside you that, that you, you dream of? Yeah. And I think the the fact that you start doing kind of like the outline of the of the um, puzzle first, mm-hmm. that's kind of like a, a start. And so you kind of know that that is the frame. And it's funny how a lot of times people talk about framing and how you frame things, at least in counseling we do, as we talk about, you know, putting together, you know, what is your frame of reference? What is your frame of, uh, you know, when you talk about anxiety or depression or um, even your your um, communication styles and personality types and all that is that we look at like a frame. And so the, the jigsaw puzzle, I think, is a great metaphor for what we're talking about today because it does, you do start usually with a frame. At least most of us know, okay, I have to find the frame. I have to get that in. And then as you move forward, do you know that it's about, it's a cat puzzle if you don't have the picture? Or do you think it's something <laughs> different? It could be... Maybe you thought you were doing dogs, and it turns out to be cats. So, I think it's. I think it's. I think you're right. I think we need to have some kind of a, a vision mm-hmm. for what the puzzle is. What what our life, yeah. and this is a metaphor for life. What is our life puzzle, and how do we do it well? How do we make sure that we're um, putting the right pieces together at the right time? And and I know that God has a lot of, works a lot in that as well. Yeah, I don't think, uh, and that's the that's the thing. You know, I we both were kind of non Christians for a long time, and we didn't have a spiritual life. and And I think coming into the spiritual life later in well, somewhat later for me. I mean, you were a little bit older. I was eighteen ish, almost eighteen. Um, so, granted, I've had most of my adult life as a Christian, but I think that it's very easy. Um, to think that God works the same way as the world, and he doesn't. No. He, he doesn't at all. And so God, God doesn't want to just hand us the plan and give us the blueprint and say, here, this is what you're supposed to do. Here, now you go do the puzzle. That is not the way spiritual life works. No. He wants us to walk every day in relationship with him. And if he just handed us the blueprint and said, here, here's, here's everything you need to do. Here's everything I want you to do. And here's A, B, C, D, E, and he goes all through the steps and he hands you all of that. Then what would we do as humans? We would go and, okay, we'd go over here and go do it, right? right. Most of us right. would. And we would try yeah. to do it in our own strength. And that's yeah. not, not at all what God no. wants us to do. We have to rely on him. And the, the greatest purpose is our relationship with Christ. And so he reveals our purposes and the journey and the, all the changes and the rest, you know, all the things that he does. All of that stuff is revealed in the midst of that relationship with him. And so he doesn't hand us the blueprint. 
And mm-hmm. I because think... Because we would be robots if that we was... We would be robots. And so have, we're Or we'd not. ignore him. We'd ignore True. him. True. Like, and I, and I think that he, he, he loves us so much that he doesn't want us to go r- running off because, number one, we can't accomplish it without him. Like, that right. it's not... Like, even if he did hand us the blueprint, we can't accomplish it without his strength. Right. Because, exactly. ultimately, that dream should not be something that we can accomplish on our own. It right. has it that dream really should be something that requires the interaction of God in our lives to see happen. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Otherwise your dream's too small. Right. So how do you how do you find that dream? If you don't know. Like Yeah, and that's where I, I have, you know, several people that will come to me and they'll say, That all sounds good and fine, but I still have no vision of my life. I have no idea what frame you're talking about, or I have no idea what to do with my life, and I'm still just as lost as as I, as I was when I walked in here. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So there are still people that, that, that the ones that are listening, um, I do encourage you that that doesn't mean that you're, that you are completely a lost case, or that you have no, you have no hope, and you have no uh, trust in God, and, and so I do want you to really feel like you do have a purpose, you do have um, there is a calling that each one of us have, and it's about really just discovering what that may be. You know, the fun part of all of this could be discovering what your calling and what your purpose is. If you feel like, if you really, really feel like, I have nothing, I have no point, you know, what's the point? I mean, that's like, um, you would call, I would call a resistant client is somebody that keeps saying, what's the point? What's the point? What's the point? And, the point is, is that you really look inwardly and really, again, it goes back to, to that relationship with God and having that relationship with God first and foremost helps you to, to discover what that calling or that purpose is. And so once, and, and like we have said in other, other podcasts is that there are tests that you could do. There are um, mm-hmm. quizzes and questionnaires and all kinds of things that you can you know, look at career options or, um, you know, ministry options, all kinds of different options, options out there. I think too, I mean, so one of my, one of my areas is, is writing and writing is kind of in that arts world. And we have a couple girls, uh, that are also in the arts world and that creative, that creative side. And, and I think, um, being, being in that creative side, it, it really, I think it's given me a different perspective on how important it is to engage our brains and our minds in a different way. And I think that those that are lacking that dream and that vision of where what they're what they're meant to do, I think sometimes it comes down to I think there's just too many busy busy voices around you to hear it. True. To really like slow down enough to hear it because I need as a creative person and as a, somebody who who writes stories and everything else I tell I tell you this all the time about how I have to think about things like mm-hmm. I have to I have to let things like stir and kind of cook per- like percolate percolate or cook on my you know it's almost right. I I kind of describe it as like a cooktop and you know how you have like four four 
cooktop things that you can have. And I might be have be thinking about a story that's kind of on the back burner. It's not something that I'm working on right now, but I'm still kind of thinking about it a little bit. And then there might be one that I'm working on more specifically, like that's on the front burner that I'm, I'm engaging with a lot. But in order to have that kind of cooktop going, my brain, that creative side of me engage, I have to disconnect. I have to have quiet. Mm -hmm. I have to let myself stay there in front of that stove and and think about these things. Like I can't, um, if I'm picking up my phone every five minutes, I don't stay in, I don't stay there long enough to really kind of get the ideas that come when I'm focused in. And so I think I think part of the challenge, especially in this world today, is social media and all the things that distract us from that mm. that space to hear. Like right. we, we have talked about this on the podcast. You know, how do you hear from God? And you need to have space and that time to be able to hear. Well, it's the same thing for your dream. Mm-hmm. You know, what dream do you have? Well, if you don't give yourself time to dream and time to think, how are you going to hear it? And how are you going to find it? And are we in a perfect opportunity right now? <laughs> exactly. To, to really, you know, unplug. Just unplug. really unplug. And listen and think and just um, just really unplug. One of, one of the things, going back to the puzzle, is that you said um, the other day that you just feel so relaxed. I do, for some reason. I do. <laughs> well, I thought about that a lot, and I was like, why? Why is it so relaxing? Yeah. And yeah. I feel like because when we are doing this puzzle, you're only thinking about doing the puzzle. Like nothing else is filtered into your into your brain at all. You are only focusing on what colored piece do I need or does this match this or does that match that? Will this work? Will that work? Let me find this. Let me find that. That's all you're, you're only focused on a mission. So you have that one mission mm-hmm. and nothing That's else true. is clogging into your brain. Nothing else is, is in there. So that kind of it relates exactly to what you're saying is that we... When we are just out and about, we have so many distractions, so many different I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to answer this. I got to watch this. I got to do this. All of these things that come into our psyche on a daily basis. But when we are just focused on that one thing, yeah. we can yeah. really just focus and just it's relaxing because your brain isn't like it's fun and relaxing because your brain isn't thinking about a gazillion different things. It only has one purpose and one mission to accomplish is to Find, and it's fun to find the, that piece. And when you, then when you get that piece and it fits, it's like, <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's, victory, it's you know, exciting. and it's, and that's just one piece. So imagine doing that, you know, 750 times. Well, yeah. I'll probably find 700 and you'll find 50. But, <laughs> Thank you. Thank but, you. Um, <laughs> but, but that's, that's why I believe it's so relaxing is because we're not having all those distractions. But it's also certain. Like there's a certainty to it. There's a there's a comfort I think to something really tangible that you can you You can make progress. You know that piece is somewhere. Yeah, like it's it's like this tangible progress. You can actually look and see your progress and see the puzzle starting to come together. And there's gratification in that. I think for me, like I I think that that's that's kind of cool. And I mean, obviously, I 
as a writer, I love reading as well. I grew up as a reader and it kills me on a daily basis how, how reading has so gone out the window. I hope, I hope, I hope there's some of you that are readers out there and love to read. Um, but reading also does that. It's, it's, you know, there's something, yeah. you know, you pick it up and you move through a story that's been, you know, crafted really, really well. And, and so you can like kind of engage in a, engage different parts of your brain. And I think that that helps a lot, but but I think to really dream, we have to have space. We have to have space to do it mm-hmm. um, because I don't think our culture gives us space to do it. Like, okay, so here's one of my big – so way back when I took um, – um, I'm a alumni of Act One, uh, the Act One program in Hollywood, and it's a writing program for screenwriters. And um, so we did this exercise during that program um, called, like, writing a credo. And you basically had to go through like, okay, what, what do I believe? You know, this, uh, and so you started off the credo by writing this I know to be true. And so what do you know to be true? And so we did these writing exercises where we had to really kind of like engage kind of, well, what, what do I, what is my framework? What do Mm -hmm. I believe about life, about myself, about God, about how God interacts with the world? And so one of the things that I think is part of my credo, part of um, one of my core beliefs, um, if you've ever seen Inside Out, you know, they have the core memory thing. So I kind of think think of it like mm, that core, like yeah, this, it's, it's a, a core show. belief. Oh, I love Inside Out. Um, so we definitely all have core beliefs and some of our core beliefs need to change. You know, if you have a negative belief about yourself, that has to change because you have to have a core belief that is true. So one of my core beliefs, and that I think is seen all through scripture, all through and who God has revealed himself to be, is that I believe that Christians, as, as, as made in the image of God, you know, if, if God is creator and he is, then we are made in his image and that we are meant to be the most creative, um, and, and resourceful and, and wise people on the planet. We should not be lagging behind culture as Christians. We have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. We can, we can actually engage with the creator of the universe and that alone should mean that we should be accomplishing so much more than I think we are right now as Christians. I and agree. I believe that in multiple areas. I mean, not just in the arts, because I have a special affinity for the arts and for writing and for movies and television and stuff, but in every area, you know, in government. You know, I think that, that there are people out there who have creative, amazing solutions that God wants them to discover through their relationship with him to bring to government Mm -hmm. or to bring to education or to bring to the business world or to bring to other cultures. I think seven mountains of influence. Yes. You you know what I was going for. Yeah. Yeah. So those seven mountains, like where, where we should be engaged as believers, we should all have affiliations somehow, some way with, and that's actually, it's a good um, way of looking at, um, also what do I want to do with my life? It's like looking at those seven mountains of influence and which one kind of like, like you get a like a jump in your spirit when you think wow. about like yeah. the education field or the business field or politics, yeah. Yeah. Um, government or right. you know, entertainment, and even ruling a couple of them out is a good thing too. Like to say yeah. I don't have yeah. like because I know like I don't have any interest in politics. It's just never you know government yeah. politics. It's not my thing. But there's other people who are like totally engaged with it. I have a friend, yeah. um, and her her son has been involved in kind of 
politics and government throughout his schooling and really mm-hmm. plans to pursue that as a career. And I think that that's really, really cool because I, I it's not something, it's not an area or a world I know anything about, but ruling something out is as helpful as figuring out exactly where you yes, want to be. Yes, that's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. So when we do, when we do kind of look at these things, you know, we have to be able to have that room to, to really kind of engage and say, what, what, what excites me? What, what do I do? But then also to find those, those creative, amazing treasures that God has for us, we have to be looking for them Mm -hmm. because I think, um, it's easy to think that God cares about these things. And so if he really cares about these things, he's going to drop them in our laps. Right. And I think that there is this idea that he will just, it'll just happen. And that's really not the way it works. Nope. No, nope. we, we actually have a part to play. And that goes back to, we're not robots. We do have to, um, influence our lives somehow, some way by making good, healthy, godly choices and, and what those influences may be. Yeah. Um, whether we figure out what we don't want to do or what we do want to do, um, that helps us to to give us the momentum to mm-hmm. then pursue a dream, a goal, um, yeah. an avenue, a career choice, a passion. Yeah. And I think that unless we're engaged with God to really kind of open up our hearts, open up our our minds to be able to dream and to and to be open to that, you know, I just, I just think what, what could happen if we all did that? Like, how could our culture really change if Christians really, really like were, were motivated and, and committed and passionate enough to pursue God for the answers to the questions the world asks, Right. you know? Right. I mean, like right now, I think one of the big things is you know, we need a, we need a vaccine for this virus, right? Or, or, we, need, or we need a medicine or a that, cure or medicine. Something. I think it's, we need, yeah, a medicine that just helps right. to, so that not, so that not enough people will die or not yeah. too many people will die. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just some kind of like antibiotic or something that says, you know, you're, you may make me feel sick, but you won't kill me. Yeah. And I think that's what we really need. But but I believe that Christians should be at the forefront of every industry and every place and space because of who we have mm-hmm. at our at our right there to, to, to engage with and yet we're not. And so we're not living that abundant life that I think we're really, really meant to, um, in general. And I think but I think it's there. Yeah. I, I think it's Energy. there if we're willing to engage. Um, I find in my walk with God, like it, it really, I mean, it is very much a day by day process. Like I, I feel like I get, I do have some glimpses of, of where I'm going. I feel like I do get some direction, but I also feel like we have to be willing to be changed too. Like we can't get so like hung up on, a dream, because um, we, we actually talked about this a couple episodes ago about how sometimes, you know, you can have a dream that isn't isn't realistic. And right. like, I, I actually really did dream about being on Broadway for real. When I was in high school, I wanted to be on Broadway. And I am not a singer. Like, I just don't have the chops. Mm-hmm. And I still love theater. And I do believe that, you know, I, I there's a play that I really want to write. You know, like, I, I believe that there, there might be still a space for me there somehow. But I've also engaged other passions that I'm even more passionate about anyway. So to me, like you do have to be flexible in your thinking. Right. And even, and the goals that you do think about, are they attainable? 
can you attain those goals that you do set up to to say like like you're like you wanted to go to Broadway I wanted to be an actor when I was a little boy I was gonna be the next you know John Wayne and I find it funny that you really wanted to do that yeah and John I Wayne really was the one that it. you looked up to yes John Wayne <laughs> Al Pacino and Dustin Hoffman those were my my three big actors that I wanted to be like but my parents didn't want to move me to New York so I can go to auditions and, and get on did you ask Probably. Did you really? Yeah, but I knew it was a no from my parents. They could never... We were set where we lived, so oh. we couldn't like actually move anywhere. And oh. they they didn't encourage me to... But you didn't start pursuing it when you were eight, you know, after 18 or after college. You didn't do it then no, either. No, because I went in a different direction. Because I made poor choices in life. Oh. Yes, I you was, did. I was not a Christian until I turned 32, so I made a lot of unhealthy choices and... I was going in many different directions, being pulled really by the enemy in many different areas and didn't know what I wanted to do and just ended up floundering, floundering, flop, flopping like a fish on a, on a, on the dock, just kind of like, yeah, out of water. And I think that floundering thing, I think that that is where a lot of people find themselves, you know, um, and we, this culture, I think, you know, really can, you know, you go get a job and because you have to make money, but you know, are you still moving towards something? And I remember back when I was first going to writing conferences and stuff like that, you know, they would often, a lot of people, and a lot of business people still do this. You know, they're like, okay, what is, where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in 10 years? Right. Mm -hmm. And you kind of, you you make this, this long range plan. And then you're like, okay, short term, long term goals. Yeah. Short term, long term goals. And then, okay, what do you need to do to get there? And, you know, here, A, B, C, D, E. Well, again, you know, Blueprints are fine. There's nothing wrong with thinking through those things. But, you know, we have a God who doesn't always, line, you know, the, the best laid plans of mice and men will often go astray. Right. <laughs> and I think right. that that's true spiritually as well um, because, you know, we make our plans, but God is the one that, the God is the one that decides what really happens um, sometimes. And, and I mean, we do have, we could go off in our own direction though. And I think that that's the, the little scary, like you do have to be aware that you can kind of head off in a direction of a dream and leave behind your relationship with God. And I think that that's something that, you know, Hebrews talks a lot about, you know, the danger of drifting and the danger of, right. you know, going off. And, and you know, we do have to stay engaged with our spiritual life at the same level that we pursue anything else. Because if we're not, then we're out of balance. And balance is, you know, that exactly. word is something we're going to come back to a thousand times because we have to have that balance. We have to be pursuing our relationship with God. What do you want of me, God? What, are, what is in your heart for me, God? And where should I put my focus and attention and not say, okay, well, I just want God to bless my ideas. Right. I, I just want him to, to line up with what I'm saying. And, and he, he doesn't... He doesn't ride passenger. He, he's actually the driver. Right. And, and that's, that's kind of what happened to me is when I, when I did get saved and I did commit my life to Christ when I was 32, everything changed for me because I decided to follow him and follow his direction and follow his purposes. And as I, as I sought him, I started reading the Bible, mm-hmm. going to our little home church and um, praying. I mean, I did all the things that good Christian, you know, <laughs> early Christians do. I learned about uh, teaching tapes, cassette tapes. I think we talked about that <laughs> last time. But 
Um, but then as I, as I grew in the Lord, I really felt the compassion to go into counseling. And I really, I liked psychology. I liked the human mind and human behavior. And so going back into school to get my master's in counseling was, was kind of like an easy road for me. And it just was easily spelled out, I should say. It wasn't easy, easy, but, but God opened doors like tremendously for me to finish my degree and then to pursue my my degree to get counseling and then to pursue my to get my license in counseling as well. Yeah. Well, I think you're a great example because, you know, you you didn't start off, you know, doing what you were called to do because you didn't know what that even meant. But once you figured it out, you were willing to go back to school to get the education you needed to be yes. able to do that career. Right. And I think, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I went back to, I took 17 years off of teaching. So I taught in the public school system. And then I came home to um, be with my kids. And, and during that time is when I started my writing career. And, and that kind of you know, had, had good points and lots of low points and everything else in between. And I would have never thought that I'd end up back in the classroom. And I did end up back in the classroom and partially because, well, not partially, completely because, you know, at the time, you know, we really needed to, to deal with, um, our health insurance and, um, we, we had kids coming up on going to college and stuff like that. And so financially we had to really look at what would make the most sense. And so God really opened the doors for me to go back into teaching. Now, do I think I'm going to be teaching for the next 10 years? No, I don't. But for now, I put my my heart and my passion into it, and I do my job to the best of my ability. But is it the big dream? No, it's it's actually not, and that's okay. And and that means that I can still be making steps towards my the big dream, the right. big the big dream, um, and still be doing a good job at my job. You yeah. really can do both, but you have to be making steps, even if it's yeah. just one step at a time. Like you had to go back to school to do yours. Yeah, right. And with mine, I really just have to write. I have to do writing. <laughs> I have to actually work at writing. It is one step at a time. In fact, it reminds me of an example that I use often. It's it's kind of like when people feel like they're so stuck and they don't know what to do. It's kind of like they they know they need to have some kind of a direction, and they but they just feel so stuck. It's like if you imagine yourself standing in a pothole filled with mud. So okay. sticky, thick mud, and you're in a pothole. It's like about shin deep, so it's below your knee. Okay. Um, and so ideally what you want to do is have some kind of an idea, a direction, a, a some something, like I need to write this or I need to um, check out this school or, or take something a class. or take one class. So what, it, what that involves is getting that one foot out of that mud and up on solid ground. If you can get that one foot out of there, mm-hmm. then that gives you that momentum to pick up that second one. It's easy. It's easy getting the second one out of there because you've got the. You, it's that first one, picking that foot up, getting it on solid ground, yeah. and and moving forward in order to to get out of that. And that that's that momentum to get you started somewhere right. to get in a direction wherever that may be for 
yeah. for wherever you feel like that passion is for you. And that and that's where, you know, the websites about like, you know, career tests and things like yeah. that can be helpful because if you really just have no idea, then start there. You know, take take a couple quizzes or tests to see where where what kinds of things pop up and and then hmm, I wonder what this is and you know, do some research and figure you know, read read some articles and 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 figure out Google is just I mean the fact that we have Google nowadays and you can pretty much ask Google whatever you want and find out about any yep. career out there on the planet you know that that's a that's a that's an amazing opportunity for you to, to say okay I'm, I'm gonna find something and I'm gonna keep looking until I find something you know just to not give up um, and if you do already have the big dream and you're still standing in the mud puddle and not moving towards it what is what is one step you can take towards it you know what is one thing what you does can that look do? like yes um and again there's so many great like i mean for writing i have uh, there have been so many um interviews and podcasts and webinars that i that have been made available in the last couple of weeks because of the because of this shutdown that i have i've actually spent hours and hours and hours like just learning right. and and continuing to learn and that's been very very exciting for me as a as a creator because i love i love to be inspired by other people and so you know you you've got to find those people that inspire you the people yeah. that you look up to and are like oh yeah i want to kind of do that or i'm interested in doing that and make a step towards right. that dream um to not you you just can't wait for it to come to you you have to make steps to walk towards it and and go with god go with your spiritual life intact to figure out what those steps are because yep. God will tell you uh, step by step where to go, where to concentrate, and then he might shift you too. He might say, ah, we're close. How about look over here? And we never know when those things are going to come. Yep, that's true. So true. So I hope that you will take some time to unplug and to get your mind dreaming again. Uh, get Get your heart back open to what might be possible for you and 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 what might be within what's that next puzzle piece yeah like what is that next puzzle piece that you want to yeah. place yeah what is the vision that you're headed towards um and ask god ask god for a vision ask god for yes. wisdom it the the scriptures say if any man lacks wisdom then ask god of it and he'll yes. he will give it to us Abundantly. And so when we when we ask for wisdom when we seek after wisdom I will tell you that it's not like, oh, Lord, will you please give me wisdom, and then that day you're going to get it. Like, I, I tend to, the more, the more I walk with God, <laughs> the longer this, this journey goes on, the more he, he wants us to pursue him. And so it's, it's not necessarily this go knock on the door, you know, take, take your wisdom and then go running off. That's kind of not what he wants from us. He wants our, he wants our, he wants us. Right. He wants our What's attention, our, our relationship. Yeah. Um, so it's not going to necessarily be this like, you know, easy breezy. Oh, I mean, it could be, you know, he could just, he might be just waiting for you to, you know, open up your heart and stuff. But, um, but it's okay if it takes a little bit of knocking and it takes a little bit of time, it takes some pursuit, but keep asking until, until you hear her. Look up the, the story about the widow knocking on the judge's door. Yeah. You know, like that's a great story to, to talk about that persistence in yeah. prayer. You know, we have to be persistent to seek God. And persevere. I think yeah. persevere and be persistent are great um, ways to really look at what we're talking about is to just yeah. persevere 
and be yeah. persistent in what you're where you're going. Because you're going to need perseverance to pursue that dream long term anyway. Yep. Right? I mean, anything, anything yeah. that you head into is going to require persistence and perseverance. And so develop it, you know, just, just plan on developing it to say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go after God for wisdom, and I, I really want to know more right. um, about what, what his heart is for me. And I promise you, he will, he will tell you. Uh, but you're going to have to really kind of open yourself up and, and make your spiritual life a priority. That's right. Yeah. So anyway, we're so glad you were with us today, and I hope that um, you found some encouragement and some some things that might be helpful. Um, you can get in contact with us at what do I do with my life podcast at gmail.com if you've got questions or thoughts or anything at all. That's how you get in touch with us. You can also check out what do I do with my life podcast dot com uh, where you can learn a little bit more about us and find out more about what we do and I think that that's all we have for you yep. so we hope that you have a blessed day Be blessed. and um and definitely let us know if you have more things that you'd like us to cover and if you have any uh thoughts or questions or things that that you'd like to ask please contact us all right have a great day bye all right. bye